You are well equipped for this podcast. Well, it's 30 minutes of my life. I can't go snack free for 30 whole minutes. That's a good point. We don't want your blood sugar to drop. No, it's a healthy snack. What is it? They're um, like freeze-dried strawberries. Oh, those Gabe loves freeze-dried fruit. Yeah, I do too. Because it's like candy, but better for you. Yeah, or at least it pretends to be better for you. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's no added sugar, right? No, there's no added anything. It's literally strawberries that they've freeze-dried. Bets, I, this is one that's a, been a long time coming. I feel like we've been talking about doing this episode for months. Yeah. And you finally dropped Teasing. the hammer. I did. And you were like, listen, bro, you, you said. I've never used the word bro when speaking to you. Actually, I've never used the word bro when speaking to anyone, I don't think. Yeah, well, you pronounced it more like bruh. Well, that's what the cool kids do. You're like, listen, bruh. Clearly, that's what I would have said. Um, Well, here's the thing. I feel like a lot of people in my uh, networks have now heard about this potential topic. Mm. And I've I've been asked on several occasions, when is that episode coming out? Yo, bets. When's that joint going to drop, bruh? Okay. Is that, I don't is that know. how it was put I don't to know you what you ate for lunch. By the pastor community. But I'm going to have to ask that you never eat it again. <laughs> you know what I ate for lunch. We ate lunch together. Yeah. By the way, I think people are going to start to think we only eat lunch together because, like, the last time I ate lunch with you, we made a reference previously. Yeah. I feel like we, they think well, we eat in a cafeteria with lunchboxes and we, like, sit across uh, from each other. That would be cute. Mine would be a Star Wars lunchbox. We did have delicious pulled pork today, though. Which is why I am a geek. Because you want a Star Wars lunchbox? Yeah. See what? See that nice little segue? That's, great... that's called positioning. That's what I'm calling it. I don't know if that's officially what it's called. Uh, because our topic this episode is nerds, dorks, and geeks, and the categorization of those three subsets of humanity. Because, as you know... Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Betsy. And this is Guy Talks. Girl rolls her eyes. And this is something that I've been talking about for a long time. I've had these sort of uh, categorizations in my head uh, for... Oh, you haven't kept them in your head. Well, no. I've brought them out of my head and scattered them about in a, a variety of settings. But I've I've been recently sort of surprised because you uh, wanted to do this topic. And I thought that you must have heard me talk about this like a hundred times, but... You apparently have not. I, I, well, in all fairness, for those, for those people that don't know, you actually have a whole keynote on this that mm-hmm. you deliver that mm-hmm. people rave about and love because it is hilarious. I have seen it. Uh, but I have not seen it for a very long time, and I don't, I don't really know the difference between geeks, nerds, and dorks. And so when I'm speaking to people in my life and I'm like, oh, you're such a nerd, they correct me because apparently other people do know the proper categorizations. I do not. And I feel like I should because I literally spend almost every day with you. Yeah. Well, so let me, let me say this first of all. And Uh, I also firmly believe I do not fit into any of these categories, which you do not, which you do not agree with. We'll talk about that. Uh, First, a disclaimer that, that the uh, classifications that we're about to discuss are my opinion uh, and not based on any hard research. Uh, there are probably people out there who would disagree with the way that I characterize nerds, dorks, and geeks. But uh, enough of that. Why don't we get into it? So Let's just dive into the nitty-gritty. Yeah. 
So this is the – these are the three groups, as I see them, that live in the, the deep end of the social outcast pool. Uh, so first of all, you have nerds. Uh, nerds are, in my view, the intellectuals. So these are the people who gather a lot of data about things. They like to be the uh, – they like to be the source of information. They like to know more than anyone else knows about a subject. Uh, nerds are excited about the – the perception of being an expert, right? So the nerds are the people who uh, back in high school would have uh, taken home extra math problems at the end of the day just for a challenge. Uh, they're the people who, uh, like me, listen to public radio all the time in the car instead of music because they want to be aware of everything that's going on in the world and be able to talk intelligently about all different subjects. Um, nerds are the... Uh, folks who memorize sports statistics uh, or uh, quote uh, psychological studies or any kind of study in casual conversation. So any of your friends who say things like, do you know that 80% of Americans, blah, 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 that's like a dead giveaway nerd. I don't have any friends that do that because uh, the second they start rattling off statistics, I'm like, I'll see you later. I, I beg to differ. You have several friends who are – clear nerds like definition nerds yeah and i'm i'm going to get a text message from each of them after they listen to this episode finally because coincidentally they are the people that are asking for this episode right because so so a lot of times um nerds are confused with geeks and i understand why so let's cover the other uh two quickly and then we can talk about some differentiations okay um so then you have dorks Dorks. Uh, dorks are socially awkward. So these are like people... socks pulled up to their... Yeah, so like a lot... Like tube socks. Traditional, the, the traditional tube sock dork. D- yes. Yeah. Socks with uh, sandals, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. Um, so fashion is a, a common dork giveaway. Uh, but these are people who basically just don't fully get or outwardly reject social norms. And it's not just about fashion. So dorks... Um, ask questions that normal people don't ask in conversation and thereby create these long, awkward pauses uh, when they're hanging out with their friends. Um, Dorks violate other social norms. So like uh, I know we have in our focus family even several dorks who uh, are close talkers, uh, who get all up in your personal space bubble, very touchy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard for me. I know. Yeah, you're not a not a hugger. You've got a pretty substantial bubble, uh, and so people who just naturally violate that, I would classify as dorks. Um, for me, when I was exploring my dorkiness, and there's still plenty of it, but uh, it was back in high school and college when I decided to dye my hair blue. There are a lot of ex- different expressions of dorkness, uh, but most of them involve not not recognizing the mainstream lines, uh, I would say, in terms of social interactions. Uh, And then we have geeks. Now, geeks, I've said many times, are my favorite group because I most closely identify with them. But geeks are the obsessives. So these are the people who get really, really into stuff, like way more into stuff than other folks. Um, And if you want to hear me rant on about geeks for a really long time, there's my TEDx out there where you can hear me talk for like 18 minutes about this. But the the shorthand of it is if you let yourself get 
deep into something way beyond what most people would consider acceptable, uh, then you're probably a geek. Like if being a geek is very much akin to true love, uh, but it's not with a person. Although it could be, you could geek on someone. Uh, yeah, like, but I feel like that's you're getting eerily close to like the creeper stalker. Yes, that's it's absolutely that. Which we do not support here at this podcast. No, we don't support actual stalking, but we're fine. I'm fine supporting like your typical fangirl. So like Alyssa, hardcore fangirls on Nick Jonas. Yeah, the Jonas Brothers. She's she's never actually like hung out across the street from his house with binoculars. Okay, so you say that like you know it's a factual statement, but okay, you don't know that. I don't I have You don't know she hasn't spent the nights in hotel room hotel hallways, not hotel rooms. Yeah, don't I don't think that. she's been in She could have been room. like just hanging out, lurking around the corner waiting for him to like put his room service dirty dishes outside. So she so she could like nibble on the Yeah, so she could like take them muffin. and like frame them. That's that is actually possible. Yeah, um, you don't know that. I'm not going to tell. I wouldn't put it past her. I'm not going to tell this story, but Alyssa recently told me uh, a deeply disturbing fangirl story about uh, how how in love with Nick Jonas she was at one point in her life, and I'll leave it to her to tell it. In fact, maybe we'll record it if she's willing and put it on the Facebook page. Um, but let's just say it involves baking a birthday cake uh, for a poster. We'll just say that. Uh, that's the teaser. But that's oh, that's some deep fangirl really stuff. This really makes my heart really excited to it, hear the rest of it. It's wonderful. It's a great story. Um, but this is this is what geeks do. Like, they can't help it. They're just in love with whatever this is. And that could be they're in love with knitting. It could be they're in love with a certain television show. Some people geek on their pets. Uh, we've got a few of those in our life. Uh that some people geek on their kids like some people are way too into their kids yeah uh and i get it like my kid is really cute uh but not everybody's kid is that cute and and they still are really into them so clearly that's a that's a i mean it might be because they gave birth to them and are responsible for them yeah that could be i mean you don't think at all that when other people see gabe they're like yeah he's cute but not nearly as cute as my kid yeah. I mean, they don't think that because I know Gabe, yeah. and he is the cutest of all the children. Correct. Yeah. I mean, they, and if they do think that, they're wrong. And that's okay. They're wrong. I mean, that's those okay. blue eyes. People get to be wrong about things. That's yeah, allowed. We don't recommend it, but. Well, we don't practice it. Right. Um, so those are, those are the three categories. And so one of the things that I think is interesting uh, is what – differentiates a nerd from a geek? And this is kind of a tough question, right? Because it might be, they might be easily confused. Like if you met someone uh, like one of the guys in our current Accelerate Institute, Eric. Eric is obsessed with fantasy sports. He's right now, he told me he, the last time I talked to him, he told me he's backed way off on it because he has a newborn daughter. Right, he does. And he's like, oh, I just don't have time mm-hmm. to be so involved in this. So he has backed off, which means right now he's only in four fantasy baseball leagues at the same time. I was only in one fantasy football league, and I couldn't keep up. Yeah. He's also, by the way, in a – and this is how you know which, he's by the geek. way, I was not terrible at. I would just like to throw that out to all the people no, in the world. No, you did not fail. I did not fail. Um, here's how you know he's a geek is that – he also is involved right now in a in a fantasy golf league that focuses only on European golf. 
I didn't even know they had fantasy golf leagues. Right. So this is how deep we're talking about, right? Not only is he involved in a in a fantasy sport that most people weren't even aware you could play fantasy, but it's not just fantasy golf. It's fantasy golf focused only on the European League, which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. Now this now I'm about to throw out a personal opinion on this. Do it. Golf is not interesting at <laughs> all. Like if you're Whoa. No, Okay, if you're playing golf, that's one thing. Yeah. But if you are going to turn on the golf channel, which I would That's like watching paint dry. Grass grow. No. Oh, gosh, that. Oh, I beg to differ. Now, I will say it's gotten less exciting to me because, and this is a bit of a confession, but I was a Tiger groupie. And Mm. Tiger's fall from grace and his subsequent fall from skill uh, has been very sad to me because I love, uh, you know, I'm a fair weather fan. I love to watch teams that are just dominating I love to watch athletes that are way better than everyone. I like to know who's going to win before the tournament starts. I'm a fan of that. But you also have your loyalties. Oh, yeah. You will be a Minnesota Vikings fan, even though they probably will never win anything large. And you will still have that jersey and your horns ready to go. Correct. I will I will not violate. But that's like, that's culture, right? But anyway, so, but I like watching golf. I think golf is... Uh, is fun to watch. Now, having said that, the reason I believe that it's fun to watch is that I have golfed enough to see those guys do something and think, or or girls, and think, holy crap, I can't believe they just did that. Like physically what they just did is crazy to me because I know what it feels like to try to do that and not have that happen because you're not any good at it. I know. It's like when you're mini-golfing. And you just wind up and you take that shot and it goes straight down and lands right in that tiny cup and the little windmill spins. When you wind up, do you do you wind up when you're mini golfing? Because oh, I do. That's I do. terrifying. Clearly you've never mini golfed with me before. Let me tell you this. Uh, I just asked you today randomly if there were mini golf places around here too. And there that's, are. That's um, great. Yeah, I'm gonna not mini golf. Perhaps with you. it's time for a corporate outing. At a at a at a focus job I did this year a guy shared a confession, and his confession was that, um, <laughs> and this was the version of confessions where we're not talking about geese, we're talking about bad decisions, where oh. I talk about my finger incident, uh, teaser for another time. Um, so he's sharing a story of when he made a really bad decision. And the story was he went mini-golfing uh, and I guess was out with his, was playing with his friends and like raced ahead to the next hole because they were just being goofy. And he decided that it would be really funny to do a full golf swing and hit this ball as hard as he possibly could uh, with the putter, which he proceeded to do. He then described uh, waking up uh, and being told by his friend that he had been unconscious when they got to the golf hole. Because it ricocheted off something? Because it ricocheted off a cement block hit him in the eye. And, <laughs> I and, should not be laughing right now. No, no, it's horrifying. So he was unconscious for several minutes. They shook him awake because his eyeball was partially out of the socket and blood was pouring out of it. So he had to be raced to the hospital where they, where the doctor literally shoved his eyeball back in, which is, this is his words, like popped it back in. Uh, and then he had to wear an eye patch for a month. <laughs> oh. No, I love this story. 
Um, spoiler alert, we should do at some point um, an episode about um, creepy things like that because I actually have a story about babysitting a child with a glass eye when I was younger. Oh, and uh, you do a whole eyeball episode. It was unfortunate um, because I didn't know the kid had a glass <laughs> eye. You think, you think that's something you would tell your babysitter. They did not mention it to me. Supplies. So I actually thought for a while there I was the worst babysitter on the face of the earth. Because his eye fell out. Because his eye fell out. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. He then told me I could pop it back in. Ooh. Or I could just rinse it off and leave it on the counter. I clearly rinsed it off. And we're going to go with rinse. Wow. Yeah. That's Talk about that when you're 14 years old. Scarring. I literally went home and my mom said, how was your babysitting job? And I said, well... The kid's eye fell out. What I don't remember what his name is at this point. I can picture him. I know exactly what he looks like. And she said, I'm sorry, what did you just say? And I said, he had a glass eye. And it fell out. And I had to rinse it off and leave it on the counter. That might have been my last babysitting job until I was like a grown adult. And now I watch my friend's kids. That's punishing. But you asked the question now, I assume. That's, that's <laughs> why when we asked you to babysit Gabe, you were like, tell me about his eyes. Does he have any glass eyes? Does he have any prosthetics I sh- of which I should be aware? Yeah, because if he does, I'm totally fine with that and comfortable with it. I just like to know before it falls off. Yeah, you want to know going in. Right. Yeah. Uh, wow. So circling back. So circling back. Um, ner- so nerds and, and geeks uh, can be easily confused, but the difference is nerds aren't necessarily obsessed with the thing itself. They're obsessed with the gathering of data and being the expert. So, mm-hmm. so Eric, the aforementioned uh, fantasy sports geek, is also someone who does a ton of research, but he does research. Well, I feel like you would have to if you're going to pick something absolutely as abstract as European fantasy golf. Yes. So he's he has to do that research to learn like who European golfers actually are and which of them are good. Uh, but he's not doing that for the love of research. He's doing that because he wants to be successful at the thing. Now, does he bet money on this? Is he yes. making a lot of money on uh, it? Making? I couldn't tell you. I, okay. We haven't talked about his success uh, rate. Like, is he using this as a part-time job? Or right, I'm sure. Like, funding his it's new daughter's s- college education? Yeah, it's probably a supplemental income stream. Right. Um, but So that that's an important difference. And I bring that up uh, because there are quite a few people in my life that I think are geeks but are definitely not nerds. And it often but goes you can together. But you can be more than one. Oh, yes. You can be like the combination platter. I think I fall firmly in all three of these camps, probably less dork, or I'd like to believe that I'm less dork than uh, I am geek and nerd. Uh, not like I'm super suave, obviously. Yeah, you're definitely not that. No. Mm-mm. But I, I don't think I'm regularly violating social norms you know, the I'm way actually some people are. Thinking about it, I don't think you do really ever anymore. I mean, there were days. Yeah, it's getting better. It's getting much better. I get Kudos a lot of Kudos to your coaching. wife on that. Yes. Yeah, we she's give great. her credit. I uh, don't think I, I don't think I fall in any of the three categories. Yeah, so here's I'm trying to decide how I want to approach this. Carefully because, would be my yeah. my recommendation. Because I I'm confident you do fall into one of these categories and even potentially two. What? Wait for it. Uh, However, I don't know if I want to say, I kind of want to put a poll on the Facebook page. No, you need to just tell me what they are. And see what everybody else thinks you are. No, that's mean. You can't tell me you think I fall into one 
possibly two categories and then leave me hanging. Well, let me clarify that there's nothing mean about this because I believe that that none of these are a pejorative, Betsy. Okay. Matthew, why don't you just tell me what you think they are? Okay. Uh, Well, Well, that took a lot of arm twisting. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So first of all, I believe that you are definitely a nerd. Wow. Sorry, just I have to just, catch my breath because it feels like you're about to process it verbally attack me. So, this again, these are not pejorative. Uh, I think your nerdiness plays out in the, the you are a process nerd. Okay, uh, so some nerds just gather data and they want to. Uh, they they get a sense of control and power from the expertise that they have. I believe that your nerdiness is based in process and uh, control of said processes. You are a rule follower. You are a rule creator. Uh, and Which you are there's a- value to both of those roles. <laughs> I would just like to defend myself at this point and say that systems and processes and rules – that is how things run efficiently and effectively. Yes. And what I'm saying is that those processes, rules, and structures give you a sense of power and control over your life, which is not a bad thing. Again, none of this is pejorative, but in a very similar way to your to a classic nerd who feels uh, that sense of empowerment through the collection of knowledge. Well, what's the point of collecting knowledge if you're if you don't have a planned what you're going to do with it see this is... you've got to be able to process it and put it to work mm-hmm. you can t- stop giving that look you're giving no, this is great this i love i love how love as I... we talk you're proving I me prove right yeah. yeah okay so okay yes you're right i do really i do really like to make rules and make processes and strategize and like i firmly help, believe help things along i firmly believe that if there were a a professional journal you know, like um, like scientific journals, uh, like the medical journals and things like that, where they publish research studies. Mm-hmm. I believe if there was a journal, and there might be, uh, a journal around like office workflow or a, well, a, a journal of studies of uh, like efficiency. Well, do you remember a couple all, years ago we were thing. writing curriculum on the Zagarnik effect? Yes. And you kept referring to it as the Barnich effect. <laughs> Yes. Because I also cannot handle it when something gets started and does not get finished. <laughs> like, right. It's really hard for me to do something, anything halfway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are, uh, you are a textbook example of the Zagarnik effect. Definitely. Which you have lovingly nicknamed the Barnish effect. The Barnish effect. Well, it's easier to pronounce than Zagarnik. It really is. Um, and then the other, I think, is... I should be careful about this. Um, You're sitting very close to me right now, so I'm just saying Um, I'm not generally a violent person. So I I do think, and I think that you are also a geek. Oh, good. I thought you were going to say dork. No, no. I really processing, and I was like, value my life. I don't think that I'm terribly socially awkward. I think you're actually quite socially adept. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. so a geek. But you're definitely a geek. And and, and this was going to obviously be an answer because I believe everybody geeks on something. Right. But you have, you have a few things that you really, really get into. One of the things that I think you uh, geek on are other people's kids. 
uh, you... Well, I don't have any of my own, so... Right. You got it, yeah. You get super jazzed about, like, buying gifts or shopping for other people's kids. Mm -hmm. Like, super fired up about it. Or other people. Or other people, yeah. I do really, really love buying people gifts. I I think you're a bit of a relationship geek. Like, you go further than a lot of people would bother to go in the building and pursuit of... uh, personal relationships that's true yeah yeah um that's totally true i just like people to know that i like them you're also a bit even of a, if they don't like me back <laughs> you're you're also a bit of a couture geek i don't know what that means uh, like a fashion geek really well not you're not reading the fashion mags no uh Mm-mm. or whatever um but you have a very specific look uh an aesthetic that you have developed, both in terms of clothing and uh, housewares, if that's yeah. the term. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you walk into my house, and there's no doubt that I live there. Yes, it it it's very me. And yes. you and you ascribe meticulously to that, and the cleanliness of it as well. Well, so this is <laughs> this is the number one reason I know you're a geek, and that is that. Any OCD behavior is a clear symptom of geekness, and you are a you're a clean geek. I'm not using the term clean freak. I'm using te- clean geek. Uh, but they're pretty less much, pejorative, they're but pretty it's the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, like organized and clean. And so I've had one other uh, friend in my life who I think is at your level with this, and her, her name is Janelle. Hi, uh, Janelle. I think she's listening. She's great. Um, Janelle was the friend that I would always get so excited when she would come to visit me in Milwaukee because I knew that by the time she left town, my apartment would be so clean. Uh, because we would, this was, I was fairly young at the time, and we would go out on the town and like get nuts. And so I would sleep in late on a Saturday morning, you know, roll out of bed at like noon. And by that time, she had already been up for like four hours cleaning mm-hmm. my apartment and right. it was spotless. Organizing things, getting rid of the clutter, right. organizing the papers you have stacked up. Not because she was trying to do me some special favor as my friend or no. because uh, I was like, I don't know, buying her dinner. Like there was no there was exchange. no benefit to her, no right. exchange. Purely that she just couldn't not clean. Mm-hmm. It, it had to happen. I mean, I am guilty of this, mm-hmm. as you know. As most people in my life know, I do walk around and clean things up. I'm most guilty of it at the office. Yeah. Where on any given day, you will find me at somebody else's desk throwing things away. Mm-hmm. Cleaning them, lysoling the desk as I'm talking to them. And you get excited about it. Like, I literally heard you at lunch today talk about doing dishes and the way you described it was uh what was the word you used specifically it's therapeutic therapeutic (laughs) i do love to do dishes yeah i mean i i have had a dishwasher in my apartment for years and have used it only a handful of times and so the moment you know you're a geek is the moment you describe something that a lot of people could care less about as something that you love yeah that's when you know you're a geek and i volunteer to do it everywhere i go yeah because why not? I've the, washed dishes at lots of people's houses. <laughs> this is why you're continued, uh, your continued okay, invitation. I, the invitation's always open. So I can do the dishes. Come by anytime. House. I would agree with all of those things you just said. Nice. While we I, should ring a bell. Oh. Yeah, let's not worry about it. <laughs> fail. I don't have anything. Oh. Bell fail. I was like, what do I normally ring it with? Uh, it's not working. Well, okay. We had a, there was a bell there. I want everyone I'll to know. I'll edit in a we bell agreed. noise. 
Um, I agree with all of those things. It a little bit takes me aback to be referred to as a nerd or a geek because I feel like I've tried so long to never be in the same category as people. You've worked so hard to be so cool. Yeah. And it's never really worked out for me. I think we can, I think everybody listening can probably guess that by now. There's nobody in this world who thinks Betsy Barnage, boy, she's cool. That is one hip cat. That is one cool girl. Nobody's ever thought that. Mm -hmm. I used to hope they would think that. Yeah. But then I graduated eighth grade and I was like, it's never getting any cooler than this. We've reached the peak, peak coolness. That's right. Hmm. I don't. I don't know that I've reached peak coolness. I don't think it's possible. I think I only have up to go. Oh, I, I'm sure of that. Well, I could probably dig a little deeper. It could get worse, let's be honest. You could go back to the blue hair days. Yeah, or or my wife could leave me. Without yeah. her, I get like three points less cool instantly. Yeah, no, that's probably She's got, accurate. I, I gain cred from hanging out with her. Mm-hmm. Um. So who is... Wait, can I do a quick plug? Because, you know, this is something you're really passionate about. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to let everyone out there know in podcast world that you're actually writing a book on this. You're in the middle of the nerd nerd research gathering stage on this. Yeah, which I'm really excited about. And I should say we are writing a book on this, not we as in you and me. Yeah, because I'm definitely not helping. I mean, I'll help edit it once it's actually written. (laughs) Yes, but we as in uh, me and a team of of folks at Focus uh, are all collaborating on this, which has really been exciting. And it actually brings up some really interesting stuff that's going on. So, like, we've been meeting with and interviewing a bunch of people who are very much geeks in their own right. And it's been exciting to meet all these people with really different uh, geeky passions. Well, and what's exciting for me, and exciting is not the right word, entertaining for me is that every time you or one of uh, your teammates schedules an interview, you guys do this, like, happy dance celebration, and then I get excited because I just like to celebrate people's stuff. Uh, And so I'll say, who are we interviewing? And they'll say something like, oh, this awesome beekeeper, or... This girl who plays with swords or this person who knows things about The Walking Dead. Yeah. And I immediately am like, I have – that's awesome. I'm going to – It is awesome. You guys get really excited. And and everybody seems to know, like, the winner of some spelling bee. Uh, Scrabble champion. Oh, Scrabble champion. Yeah. Right. World Scrabble champion. Uh, apparently, he's more proud of being the national Scrabble champion because I guess that's harder. I guess the U.S. is oh. a bigger tournament. I don't know. Uh, but – Yes, there's a lot of really geeky um, people. Really geeky people, and what I've realized is that I geek on geeks. Like as I meet these people, just seeing how crazy obsessed they are with what they're into. Like you sit down and talk to this beekeeper. We'll go out there sometime on a little focus. Field I actually trip. kind of do want to go out there. He is just a fascinating human, and he's obsessed with bees, and not just bees, but like because of his obsession, he has learned an encyclopedia worth of information about, uh, like, global agribusiness and ecology. Which, that actually is very interesting to me. It's fascinating stuff, like world food shortages and right. all these things. Right. Uh, and and he's become very much an expert in the field just because he got super into bees. Uh, but he also, so he nerds out big time on this, but he also speaks really passionately about bees as a super organism and, like, their personality. And I mean, they're kind of great. 
it's wonderful. Uh, it's wonderful meeting people like that. And part of the reason that I get so excited about it, and this is um, something that I want to try to express in the book that I didn't really express in the TEDx, is that um, not only are geeks really successful because they pursue this stuff, but they're happy. Most geeks that I know are happier than normal people because I would agree with that because they've just let go of worrying about whether other people support what they love. They just go ahead and do what they love. And a lot of the rest of us have at times in our life held back from doing what we really, really love because we're worried about what the world will think. Um, I mean, some of the happiest times in my life were times when I was doing something that I would not have wanted other people in my high school to know I was doing or would not want my corporate clients today to see pictures of me doing. Right. And that and that's not doing bad things. It's doing things like dressing up in costume to go to the Renaissance Festival or uh, sitting around in a comic book store playing Dungeons and Dragons with a bunch of strangers. Like things that uh, on the surface in mainstream culture would be really geeky. Then people would go, oh, weird. You waited in line to see Star Wars at midnight holding a lightsaber and, like, costume. lightsaber fighting yeah. your wife. Yes, I did. And I married a geek-tolerant woman, which is important. Very important. She's, she's not a dominant geek. That's not her a dominant characteristic. She, I think she would accept this. Um, she's much closer to dork. Um, but she definitely has geeky tendencies. But she's a lot less traditional geeky than me. She's a knitting geek, yeah. uh, an art geek, a little bit of a, like a metaphysics geek, yeah. uh, spiritual geek, let's say. You know, I had the opportunity a couple weeks ago to go to the UFO Research Institute and Museum. Yes, which made me really jealous. In Roswell, New Mexico, yeah. um, which is an episode all in itself. The things I learned or the things they tried to teach me, I should say. I didn't mm. necessarily learn it. But there was this man walking around um, who was walking around. He was carrying um, an alien head that he had, like, made out of foam. Yes. And he was, he was walking around, and he was literally talking to everybody that he could find. Now, I was there with a group of 40 high school students and, you know, 10 other adults. And so I'm walking around learning stuff, but, like, keeping an eye on the high school students to make sure they're not, A, destroying anything, or, B, running away. Yeah. Um, and so he was, like, just going up to groups of people. And then at one point, he had this whole group of people, like, surrounding him. And so I went over there, and I was kind of standing there listening to him, and he was going over every reason he could think of that uh, UFOs do exist, but then also going over every reason that people say they do not exist. So he was like, you know. Making the case. Yeah, he was making the case. And afterwards, I mean, he probably talked to these people for 15 minutes, and I had left and then come back, and he was finishing up. And I just went up to him, and I said, I think it's really great that you have put so much time into this. When did you get a job here? I thought he worked here. Yeah, yeah. He did not work here. His name is Robert. He's like 17 years old, which, by the way, he looked like he was – 30. Wow. So apparently UFO research ages you a little. Okay. Um, and he told me that he just comes to the museum and hangs out and likes to teach other people about everything he's learned about UFOs. Like super geek. Yeah. Super nerd. Super nice guy. Like. I, I should. And this is a disclaimer. I'm not saying this is the case. But there is a there is a fine line between geek and and the mentally ill. Because he, no, geek he, is an obsession, he was and it not can go too Ill. far. No, he was just so excited to like share 
And then, of course, I brought him, like, the jackpot of 40 high school students yeah. who had no idea. They were just there because we were in Roswell, New Mexico, and you know how I like to tour things. Yeah. Well, in that case, I think it's wonderful, and I'm bummed that I didn't get to meet you Robert. You would have loved Robert. Yeah. You and Robert would have just talked about UFO debris fields. I, I want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> uh. So, Betts, I think um, I think we've come to some good conclusions here. So we, we've yeah, explored nerds, tr- dorks, and geeks. Real, learned some real truth about myself. Yeah, some self-reflection, some honest yeah. self-talk. I've got something to think about. That's right. Just process it. I'm going to. Uh, and maybe we can revisit it uh, next time. Maybe. All right. So I think it's time for us to name our podcast pal of the week. Uh, and this time around... I'm going to... Do you have someone in mind? Yeah, I'm going to nominate someone uh, because, well, we did reference her already in the episode, and uh, I think she's a great example of what we're talking about. Plus, I know she's out there listening. So our podcast pal this week is Alyssa Chang. I thought you were going to say your wife, and I was going to say she's not listening. No, I know, definitely not. She does not listen to us. Definitely not. Alyssa Chang is the right call for this. Yeah, uh, strong geeky tendencies. Yes, but also very cool. Like, she's definitely one of those girls that girls and boys want to hang out with when they meet. She's fun. Oh, yeah. She's great. But she, she's got the tendencies. Not a dork. Not a dork at all. There's no, no social awkwardness there. No. Uh, but big time geek. Total geeked out fangirl. She does teach me a lot of things. Yeah. She's, she's, wor- a she's working hard on that Pokemon stuff. Catching them all. She's catching them all. Yep. She teaches me a lot about um, the Jonas Brothers. Yep. Um, also, she just teaches me. Oh, she tried to teach me about Snapchat. She, bless her heart, she tried and tried and tried. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of podcast references. If you think about it, uh, subtly, Alyssa's been driving a lot of the topics. That's right. Probably, that, there may be some intention behind that, too. She's a little Machiavellian. She just wants to, she just wants to be a co-host. Just, she's trying to get in the studio. Uh, well, this has been fun, as it always is, Bets, but I think it's uh, time to draw things to a close. Yeah. We did not receive any listener mail, so that's why it's not a segment. Uh, for those of you out there who were clamoring for listener mail, uh, that's on you. And if you're wondering where to send it, you're confused because we've never given you a mailing address, you can use, <laughs> you can use electronic mail, also known as email. Through the interwebs. Through the interwebs. Uh, or you can just text us because, let's be fair, everybody that listens to us probably has our phone number. Uh, or you can put it on the Facebook page. Oh, that's who we were going to shout out. Alexis, our 50th Facebook oh. page like. Uh, yes, so Alexis. We're, we're, you can be podcast pal next time. Just remind us. But props to you for being our 50th Facebook page like, which now makes us pretty legit in the Facebook world. It we're does, except sort of a she did deal. have to ask me three times what the name of our podcast was <laughs> so, and where she was supposed to go to like it. So clearly a regular listener. That's right. Uh, if you want to get shouted out on the podcast, the way you do that is like our Facebook page if you haven't already done so. Make a comment about this episode or any episode. Ask a question. Uh, maybe if you think I was inaccurate in my categorization of Betsy, offer an alternative suggestion. Uh, yeah. you, you could also... Uh, write a review for us on iTunes. We still don't have any of those, and I know some of you uh, would love to do that. Please don't be a troll. And uh, last but not least, I'm Matt. And I'm Betsy. And this has been Guy Talks. And Girl Rolls Her Eyes.